Matters from EY. Hello and welcome to Board Matters. This is a brand new podcast from EY for non-executive directors. I'm Tim Smith and on this edition we'll be exploring the themes of cybersecurity, digital trust and asking the question, does cybersecurity only become a priority after you've been attacked? We'll be meeting our studio experts in just a moment, plus our reporter Louisa Hannan is at IBM in London. That's right, Tim. I'll be meeting Martin Borat, CTO for Security Europe, to find out how artificial intelligence could help minimise cyber attacks. Right, Louisa, thank you very much indeed. First, let's talk then to Danny Trotman, a partner at EY and co-chair of EY's UK Centre for Board Matters. Danny, welcome to the programme. How are you? Very well, thanks. Now, I know that there have been some changes in the background at the UK Centre for Board Matters. Tell us a bit about that, if you will, please. Yeah, the programme really provides a, an absolutely unique offering to non-executive directors. As you referred to, we've recently refreshed the programme and really looking to to bring up-to-date insights through a variety of different channels, uh, whether that be videos, podcasts such as this one, or face-to-face events. And what do you think, listening to this podcast in particular, this new podcast, will bring to non-executive directors? Well, I think what we're looking to do is to bring, e- on each podcast, to look at a different area and different topic, bringing the combination of experts at EY, as well as from industry, just to really bring experience, knowledge and perspective on a variety of very relevant topics. Okay, Danny Trotman, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Now, this podcast will be released quarterly, with each episode featuring a different topic, and we'll be looking at our first subject next. As we look at cybersecurity on this edition, there's a lot of information out there. So coming up in the next 15 minutes, we're going to get the real inside track from our experts. They are Ryan Rubin, EY Partner, Fraud and Cyber Investigation and Dispute Services, and Andrew Moyer, Head of Global Cybersecurity Legal Practice at Herbert Smith Freehills. Welcome to you both, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Hi. Hello. Now, cyber attacks, like the one, of course, recently on the NHS, plus GDPR, yep, we're all getting those emails, and data breaches, all very much in the news at the moment. Now, before we go into any great detail, can you give us both uh, your view of the current landscape when it comes to cyber threats generally? Andrew, let me start with you. I think the, the threats are only going to get worse, I'm afraid. And, and the reason I say that is we're seeing just an evolution um, as things go at the moment. So it, it used to be the way, for example, that, that hackers would use a variety of manual tools to try to penetrate organisations. Um, then we saw automated tools where you just simply point them at an organisation and it, it will do the hard work for you in order to um, to identify vulnerabilities. Now we're seeing full sort of AI-based tools that basically take hackers right the way from point of entry, finding out vulnerability right the way through to exploiting it without any human intervention. Plus, we're seeing nation state threats, we're seeing organised crime increasing exponentially. So I think that the problem is only going to get worse and it needs to be dealt with head on by, by boards. And that's down to the level of sophistication that's that's now available to these hackers, yeah? Indeed. Um, the, the, the tools are becoming ever easier to use, particularly with the, the nation states are seeing this as part of uh, their toolkit. Um, they're not afraid to uh, to deploy it, they can see great value in in other people's data and other people's intellectual property, and uh, a lot of it is sort of seen to be fair game. So we're, we're seeing um, a lot more sort of nation state activity than we used to in in, in the d- issues that we're dealing with for clients. Well, given that level of threat, then, and, and in, as you say, getting the the basics right, how would you characterise the state of readiness overall on an average FTSE three hundred and fifty company at the moment? Uh, so um, I've been in this this industry now for twenty years, uh, and 
whilst the body of knowledge has certainly increased in terms of how to deal with these types of attacks, the maturity uh, of organizations being able to respond to them is still evolving and developing. Uh, we also do have a, a wide skill shortage in the industry that's making it harder for companies uh, to really face up to those threats and deal with it in an appropriate manner. So is the first step then to identify what kind of risk your particular company is going to yeah. face? How, how would they do that? What's the first step? Right? Yeah, so, so the first step would be around, um, which is really very much a business-focused discussion. How, how does our business run? Uh, what kind of impacts could a cyber threat have to us? So that might be, um, for example, data being stolen. It could be unavailability of our business. It could be our reputation being damaged, for example. Um, but, but each organization will be slightly unique in, in what that business risk really is and what it means to them and how it could really impact them. Um, we, we've seen some organizations that get hit by a, a massive um, cyber attack and actually recover quite nicely over a period of time. Um, they establish a program, they improve, they generate lessons learned, and they continue um, to operate, perhaps because they've got a really good business model, they've got a product that the, the consumers want to buy, uh, or a service that will continue beyond that. We, we see other situations where um, uh, uh, businesses have a cyber impact, uh, and, and that really causes the business to shut down, because um, you know, perhaps trust is a key thing uh, that, that the business operates and relies upon. And once that trust gets lost, then it's very hard to pick up uh, and, and develop from there. Andrew, I'll come back to you in just a moment. Just to pick up on a, on a term you use, this is the stupid question. You said it's not a technical issue. If it's not a technical issue, what is it yeah. exactly? Yeah, so, so for me, I think it's a, a combination of both a, a business and a cultural issue, as well as a technical issue. Sometimes uh, the technology is used as a vehicle to carry out the attacks um, we do see an increase in artificial intelligence and automation uh, that attackers will use to both uh, attack systems and um, companies can use on the defensive side to defend themselves. Well, we're going to talk about AI later in this podcast. Andrew, do you think in some instances many directors assume that their IT departments are aware of the risks uh, and have counted those risks and perhaps in some instances they haven't? I think they do. I mean... It varies from organisation to organisation depending upon their sort of cyber maturity, but certainly I've seen instances where cyber security has been on the board agenda. So there's a whole load of different areas that, that should be in there. Thinking that it's just an IT issue is a problem, but also actually thinking that it, it falls to the IT team uh, in terms of their responsibility is also another chat that we see because there's an IT function in terms of keeping the lights on and making sure that, that this business is usual. Um, and in some ways, it's better completely to separate the security function out of that so they're not sharing the same budget and things like that. Because if you have the IT business as usual team sharing a budget with the, with the security aspects, if they're running out of money, the first thing that, that, that goes out the window is the security. So splitting those functions up, having a different team reporting in, looking at the full risk um, profile of the company and, and responding to all of those at the board level is, is what's important. And is that for you, Ryan, also the headline area that uh, directors should be looking at, do you think? Yeah, yeah d definitely. I think. Um, the, the other thing is um, the placement of security within the organisation. Um, often people do believe you know, they'll hire a head of security and, and he or she will take the problem away. And boards might perceive that as well. Well, you know, we'll deal with this by just hiring a security person. And you know, as long as they do their job and we get the best security person out there, then, then our job's done. Uh, and in reality, um, it, it's, it's a team sport. It's something that um, the whole organisation will need to come together upon. Um, we'll, we will need the board to set the agenda, to set the tone from the top and ensure that senior management carry that through. 
Um, so getting that tone from the top is important and, and also ensuring that um, security has the right level of visibility, which often needs to sit outside of, um, outside of the technology department. Overall, do you think uh, the risk of fraud and, 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 and cyber fraud, do you think people underestimate that at board level, given that it could affect the reputation of the company? It, it could, in fact, of course, sometimes affect the business as a whole, couldn't it, Andrew? It could, and, and, and appreciating um, what the, the effect of, a, of an incident might be on a company is, is, is hugely important. I and mean, often um, boards can sometimes come at cybersecurity from a perception or preconception of, of what they've read in, in the papers. And most of what you see in the papers is about sort of data breach. So there's sometimes a perception that you know, cybersecurity equals you know, data protection, um, which I think actually misses uh, uh, the wider point, which for certain types of organisation, I mean, for, for, for organisations which have a lot of operational technology, you know, whether that's mining, whether it's energy, um, a cyber attack could could not only shut down the business, but also could lead to environmental damage or loss of life even. So appreciating all those different risks and what it could what it could do to the company and, and therefore what you need to direct your resources to to, to minimise those risks is, is, is hugely important. I think all of us, regardless of our level of, of knowledge, are aware of the fact that uh, this technology is evolving and evolving very, very quickly. How do companies stay ahead of the game, especially when it comes to countering fraud? I think the first thing is, um, you know, the, the evolving technology does lead to evolving threats. And what, what I would recommend is that companies do embrace the new technology to play with it, put it in a playpen, learn how the technology works, understand what the key risks are, and perhaps manage the downside risk. You know, make use of the new technologies, but be aware that those technologies are fragile and may cause a business impact. And how do we minimize that impact? Not by not adopting the technologies, but by choosing very carefully where to and how to adopt those. So I definitely wouldn't put my head in the sand. And I think that there's also a huge risk to organizations that don't adopt new technologies because they may miss the curve and they might, might land up being disrupted themselves. And therefore, it all needs to be done with an open mind, looking at the horizon, understanding what risks might come. But what we're seeing also is traditionally there's been a focus in the security world of trying to prevent attacks from happening and putting a lot of effort and resources into the prevention space. And we, we very much see that that does need to change. Organizations need to recognize attacks will happen and put in place measures that, that enable them to fail safe, enable them to respond and react to the, the attacks very quickly compared to those that perhaps may still have on-premise uh, technology and systems. So again, there's a real benefit to adopting and making use of the technology despite of or in, in face of the, the risks that might be out there. Okay, so adopt new technology, embrace new technology. You would concur with that, Andrew, yeah? I, I would. I mean, the other thing that I would um, mention is also staying ahead of the risk because the, the risk profile of cyber isn't isn't static. As more and more technology comes on into play that helps prevent these sorts of incidents, the hackers are also one step ahead. Fully agree, and I think this is um, definitely one way that companies can actually get ahead of the attackers because um, once the knowledge spreads of the type of attack that's been used, even if it is a, a zero-day attack or an attack that's very new that people aren't aware of, organisations can put up the defences and respond to that a lot quicker if they are sharing. OK, Ryan, Andrew, for the moment, thank you. Uh, we'll be looking at AI and cybersecurity next. Board Matters. Well, one company that's building leading-edge technology to combat cybercrime is IBM. Our reporter, Louisa Hannan, is with Martin Borrett, CTO Security for Europe at IBM on the South Bank in London, to find out more. Louisa. 
Thank you very much indeed, Tim. Martin, you work extensively with artificial intelligence. Just explain to me what is the challenge that boards are facing at the moment? As organisations have continued to digitise their enterprises and move more and more capability online, that has become the target of criminals. And we've seen this extensively in 2017 as more and more organisations have been attacked in a more and more public and impactful way such that it's really grabbing and, and more than that making a p material impact on boards. How is artificial intelligence and helping organisations prevent and even in some instances stop cyber attacks? We're already seeing artificial intelligence help organisations get the key insights that they need into the cyber attacks. So this is about context, it's about enrichment so that people can make much better decisions, much more informed decisions. What sorts of new skills then do cyber security experts need to enable them to work effectively with artificial intelligence? That is a really, really interesting question. If I just pick up on skills, we continue to see that organisations are struggling to find the skilled people they need to run their security teams, to protect their organisations. And that's led to organisations looking at a far more diverse set of skills, which is a good thing, but it isn't enough. And that's where artificial intelligence really comes in, almost as a what I would call a forced multiplier. This is about, you know, how can you take your team of 10 people and make it as effective as 100 people. And that is the promise of artificial intelligence. What can boards do then to help their organisations attract the right people, the right experts? So boards really need to think much more radically about how they diversify their teams and how they recruit from non-traditional places and consider things like gamification and other incentives to change the game to recruit new people, whether that be from military backgrounds, first responders, and really get the next generation of cybersecurity professionals. What advice would you offer boards when it comes to working with artificial intelligence? I would say that this is not the stuff of science fiction. AI is something very real that can add value to organisations that you need to spend time exploring and understanding what it can mean to your organisation in 2018 and, and beyond. Martin Borat, CTO Security at IBM. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Well, from IBM on the South Bank in London, Tim, back to you in the studio. OK, Louisa, thank you very much indeed. Louisa Hannan reporting for us there from IBM. Now, Andrew and Ryan are still with me. We heard about AI there. What else do you see in the future of cyber defence? Ryan, let me come to you first. So one of the big things that we're seeing is the concept of behavioural analytics. And what this does is detect uh, both abnormal and normal activities with a view to helping companies predict cyber attacks that may take place in the future. And for you, Andrew, the future of cyber defence? I think it's going to be early detection of incidents when they do happen. So I think it's going to become more and more difficult to keep people out. So the emphasis is going to be detecting it as soon as possible as and when they've got in.
Okay, gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. If you'd like more information or some top tips, the cost of cybersecurity on the board agenda article is available to see on Podbean now. Also, you can email us at neds at uk.ey.com if you have a question or if you'd like more information about UK Centre for Board Matters. Andrew, Ryan, thank you very much indeed. Really good to meet you. Some great advice there. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tom. Thank you very much. Our next podcast comes out later this year. Until then, from me, Tim Smith, Andrew Moyer, Ryan Rubin and Danny Trotman, it's goodbye. Board Matters, back soon.